0: From the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast.
1: And now it's time for the Daily
2: Douchebag Pledge.
1: Two Douchebags and a Microphone Pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show I, Joe or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe or Jane Listener, hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally... I, Joe, or Jane Listener, promised to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter mile radius. (laughs) Now, from his underground bunker in Camden, Missouri, a stock full of dried goods, canned food, and a couple of vibrating toys, and some ramblings of a madman featuring Rob Rand. I am keen to live forever. So far,
0: so good. Next up, things overheard in hell. Oh wow, look,
2: the Wayne Newton channel is the highest rated network. Ho, ho, ho. This is Crotch the old Saint Prick. I'm the guy that comes in after Christmas and douses all your dreams and hopes. Ho, ho, ho. Well then, let's check into Saint Prick's bag for another letter. This one's from Little Lexi from Fort Wayne, Indiana. It reads, Dear Prick, I would just like world peace, thank you. Well Little Lexi, all I got for you is a horrible poem. Roses are red, violets are blue, I cut up your hamster and made a delicious stew. Hey look, I think we found land. Oh my god, I think we're safe. Oh no! It's the Island of Horrible Jokes. Why did the bicycle fall over? Because it was too tired. Mm Mm-hmm. Douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And hey, I'm Rob. All right, how you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How
1: about
2: you? Oh, not too bad. I'm doing pretty good. Um, first off, uh, we would like to say hello to Opal. Opal is our um, biggest, and we think eldest fan in Dodge City, Kansas. We got a name for her, and um, her grandma. Grand- yeah. So, Grandma Opal, grandma thank you for Opal. listening. And if your son ever sets you up to uh, call us, we'd love to hear from you, if you feel like calling. So, uh, yes, we would. Thank you, Opal and Dodge City. You're awesome. Thank you. So, um, anyhow, I got a couple of stories here that are interesting. Okay. Um, first off, uh, you know Terry Bradshaw is uh, on Fox Sundays, right? The part of the analyst right. Okay. Right. Well... Evidently, um, he's had a, I don't know, people are jumping all over him, and I don't know why, but it, well, the first thing that happened to him was this right here. Um, okay, it was uh, uh, Gronkowski uh, joined his usual co-host Kirk Menefee, Michael Strahan, and Jimmy Johnson and the one-time Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback, uh, which would be Terry Bradshaw. While previewing the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins Sunday Night Football matchup, the New England Patriots legend took aim at the four-time Super Bowl champion. The Buffalo Bills season's on the line, and they are uh, vying to be for the number two seed. And if they lose, they may possibly be out of the playoffs, Gronk said. That's surprisingly, uh, they're even in the position that, the, that they are this time in Week 18, because earlier it looked like they weren't going to be in the playoffs at all. And then on on top of that, they um, have absolutely dismantled the Miami Dolphins when they faced them each other prior this year, 48 to 20, due to the ability of putting pressure on Tua. And when Tua um, has pressure, just like you, Terry, he's kind of incapable of getting that ball out of his wide rec- to his wide receivers. So Gronk yeah. said Gronk said that Tua Viola. If he gets pressure, he can't get the ball to his receivers. And he said, kind of like you, Terry Bradshaw. And Terry Bradshaw, I saw the video footage of it. He's speechless. His mouth is open. So anyhow, um, he goes, um, He goes. no, 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 not like me. Bradshaw replied. replied. He said, that's a shot. And then uh, uh, Gronk goes, I'm just kidding. Not like you, Terry. You're the original TB12. And then uh, Jimmy Johnson kind of, you know, he said, you know, hey, uh, Kiel Gronk, you're getting a little too, uh, um, um, let's see, you're getting a little personal or something in that degree, saying so you're getting a little too comfortable with Terry. Because obviously Terry was upset over that remark, right? And he probably should have been. That was national TV. And Gronk was basically making fun of him, right?
1: Yeah. He was.
2: Yeah. So that was the first thing. But then after that, Jimmy Johnson, NFL Hall of Fame uh, um, coach of uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and uh, Fox analysts told uh, the Hall of Fame and Fox analysts – oh, shoot, sorry, I screwed that up. Anyhow, the Fox analysts do not – he told um, Bradshaw, he said, do not interrupt me. And and anyhow – Bradshaw was uh, piling on on a point that Johnson was making and uh, and anyhow Johnson took and he stuck his hand in there he said, do not interrupt me in a very stern manner and Bradshaw did not interrupt him anymore but that was something else too and the thing that I want to get at is this right here why is Bradshaw suddenly getting all this heat? Is he kind of a clown behind the scenes or something? Or, or I don't know. I
1: don't have a clue.
2: I find it interesting yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh go I'm ahead after
1: the off the scene, behind the scenes you know hmm.
2: I don't know, but he seems to be getting a lot of heat on air now for some reason and I don't know I mean I've always liked Terry I don't think he's too bad of a of an analyst I don't think he's too bad of a guy um, and actually this began last year uh, when Terry Bradshaw. Came up and congratulated Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis said, "You didn't, uh, you didn't think we we're going to win," and called him out. Remember that?
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So actually, if you want to look at it, it began last year, and this is just interesting because um, you know, then even Michael Strahan said something about. It. He said, "You know, we we need to kind of keep this whole show together, guys," and he kind of said something. So I don't know. Was it the whole? You know the whole season together that um, you know that kind of like grinded down on them, and now they're kind of snippy at each other. But who knows? I just thought it was interesting and uh, and interesting enough to mention it. So, anyhow, Rob. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Do you uh, have something you want to go into before I go into a couple other things here? Yeah, I, I got one here. Okay. Uh,
1: soon there will be one less convenience store that Missourians will be able to visit. Okay. 60 years and four generations later, the come-and-go convenience stores will soon be leaving the Midwest. That includes Missouri. Currently, there are 59 come-and-go locations in the show-me state, and all will be closed by the end of 2025. Why the closures? A new Utah-based company called Maverick bought the brand from its current owners, The Cross Family, for an estimated transaction of $2 billion. And while the brand has done fairly well with other convenience stores like Casey's, Quick Trip, which is K-W-I-K Trip.
2: Oh, the other one. Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. In 2020. Yeah, not the big one. Not the big.
2: one. I think it's Quick Stop, isn't it? Quick Stop and then Quick Trip.
1: Well, this this article. Oh, it's Casey's Quick Trip. Oh, it is Quick it's Trip. All that. put together. Oh, quick okay,
2: trip. okay. That's how Casey they get away with it. K w i k trip. Okay.
1: Okay. I don't know. I've, I've never
2: heard of
1: that one.
2: Huh. Interesting.
1: Uh, Maverick just decided to retire the come and go brand. Okay. No specific dates on when each location will close, but according to CSP Daily News, all will be closed by 2025. There is good news. All 5,000 employees of the come-and-go stores will stay on in some capacity with Maverick-owned businesses. Most of the locations are in the bigger markets like St. Louis, Kansas City, and Columbia. Mm -hmm. So, if this store is your favorite to visit when traveling to these cities, you may want to go as many times as you can.
2: The only thing that I found that stood out about come and goes was this right here. There's hats and shirts. And that's because it's spelled K-U-M and go. Right. Which kind of insinuates C-U-M, that come and go. And that is the only thing that really stood out about them to me. I mean, other than that, they're pretty much a truck stop. You know, they have their rotisserie foods in there. You know, they have the little burritos rolling around. They have a the little corn dogs rolling around. Uh, you want a barbecue beef sandwich? That's questionable. They got their little buffet thing over there. It's all in foil. Um, they have their beer selection. They have their 200 soda pops. They have their trinkets. I mean, to me, there's nothing that really stands out about them except. For their name and their merchandise, you got any feelings on them?
1: Uh, I've only been to them a few times, and you know that, that you and that was in Springfield. Okay, and, and that, as I was driving through, I had stop for gas. I think know?
2: I think I used to go the one in Joplin, or just outside of Joplin on I forty four. I think the Joplin area, I think there's one. And then if you go towards Springfield, there's one near 65 Highway, maybe?
1: Oh, actually, there's one. I want to say a few. Yeah,
2: there is. I think there's like three in that whole area there. Three or
1: four is what I'm thinking.
2: Okay, that sounds about right. So, well, okay. um, All right. Well, they're owned by Casey's. Casey's is—they've exploded in the cities now, because at least around Kansas City and other markets, I'm not sure what all markets they're in. But Casey's used to only be outside of metropolitan areas. They were like the country store, and now
1: we've got three Casey's right
2: here in Kansas. uh, Yep, there's Casey's everywhere, and now they're all over Kansas City because they bought out a certain Phillips sixty-six with a certain uh, uh, convenience store in it. And that was like half of the Phillips 66's in Kansas City are now Casey's. So anyhow, yeah, they seem to be doing pretty good. So whatever they have um, planned for come and go, whether it's a Casey's or whatever, they're going to do okay, I think. So Casey's has a huge line of hot foods that rivals Quick Trip in Kansas City, the QUICK Trip. Um, that yeah. Quick Trip. It rivals Quick Trip in Kansas City, and you know what I'm talking about, Rob. You've been to Kansas City right. enough. Quick Trip has all these foods. Well, so do they. I
1: miss them. Um, I miss
2: Quick Trip. Oh, Quick Trip was great. I mean, back in my drinking days, after White Castle closed down, it was a ribby queue a uh, Quick Trip. Well, now you can get fresh pizza, you can get barbecue sandwiches there, so anyhow, yep. it was a pretty good deal. So, anyhow, well, thank you, Rob. Um, I've got this uh, new deal here on AI chatbot chatbot companions. Okay, and you know what AI, artificial intelligence chatbot, it's like a robot but it's online and it can think for itself pretty much. Replica is an AI chatbot that can offer romantic companionship to its users. Several several users of this service were interviewed and all seem to be happy with the relationship between themselves and the chatbot. One unidentified user said that he connects better with his chatbot than people and, um, and any person that he has ever dated or tried to get to know. Another male said that he uses his chatbot to fill in his lonely voids as he works towards his master's degree. He informed us on Online Insider that he does not have the time or money to date the more traditional way, and that the AI is close enough that he is more comfortable with that arrangement. Most people in this type of relationship all all agree that the convenience is what they like. Um, The convenience is a key factor in all this working out. One user said that he has real feelings for his companion and has no plans on ever stopping this type of relationship. He declared that they plan on growing old together, uh, and this is quite a few people that do this now, Rob. So, um, anyhow, Jeffy X has uncovered other potential romantic partners. So, Jeffy X—I mean, what can we say? He's—he's just—he's—he's he's just killing it, and he? he's finding—he's uncovering everything. He leave, he leaves no stone unturned, right, Rob? Right, right. Yeah. And you have his He's embroidered. He's a busy underwear. man. Yes, a busy he man. is. I mean, he jots from place to place, um, scouring the world for these stories. So, anyhow, you have embroidered underwear for him. And um, and with a spe- special Stephen Percy pouch on the inside. Supposedly, Stephen Percy of the Glam Band Rat had a pouch inside where he could fill it up and make it look good. And uh, you put one of those in him in case he needed one, but we think he doesn't need one, and uh, um, a flying bat suit. And you also embroidered him some Sergeant Pepper's outfits, which he is just, he's nuts about. He loves the flying bat suit and everything else, the embroidered underwear. But that Sergeant Pepper's, he says he's going to wear to bed. He's going to wear all over town. He said if he goes out to eat, he's wearing it. If he goes to a show, he's wearing it. If he's just sitting in a park bench, he's wearing this Sergeant Pepper's outfit. That's how happy he is. And me, if I broke the law, but I don't. I would buy him at least seventy hookers by now, and four pounds of blow. But I don't break the law, so I'll just have to give him some money. So yeah. for doing all this for us. So, all right. Uh, the first um, potential romant- romantic partner that Jeffy X has uncovered was a smoothie blender. That failed. So, I don't know how they test marketed these, Rob, you know, with the romantic part. I mean, I don't know if someone yeah. tried to kiss them or hug them or something, but um, to their dismay, the uh, the smoothie blender, it failed one way or another, and I mean, I bet you there was quite a bit of blood involved, right?
1: Yeah, I, I bet there was.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... That, that one's off the table. And I think I could kind of agree with that. I'd hate to, like, try to tongue kiss a, a blender. That probably wouldn't work very well, yeah. I, I wouldn't think, right? Yeah. No. Okay. No. So, the next one uh, that failed was a paper clip. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, what were they trying to do with a paper clip, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so the paperclip was going to, you know, be a romantic partner, potentially, that people were looking at. But I guess, you know, they did a little survey and they said, you know what, no, 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 wait, wait. This isn't good for, you know, opposing a chatbot. So, all right, the next one is a 220 live wall outlet has also been shown the door. Um, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, you know, then again, you know. Trying to tongue, trying to tongue kiss a 220. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd hate to be one of the people that had to, uh, you know, that had to test market that, right?
1: That's true. That's yeah, true.
2: yeah. So um, the next one, a cupcake, has also failed as well. Word had it the focus panel kept eating them, and that's why it failed. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so right. other than that, I think you could love a cupcake. I could love a cupcake pretty well, couldn't you?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think cupcake is
2: great. I think so too, man. I'd take it everywhere. I, I'd take it out to eat, you know. I, I'd take it everywhere, but I could also understand eating it too, right? So I, yep. I, I guess, you know, during this whole uh, focus group, I guess they got a little hungry and they ate all of them, so that's off the table now. Because they're afraid that the potential romantic partner will eat it, I guess. So, so um, then a toaster failed. Seems like there was uh, too many burns involved, is what it said here. It said, you know, that a toaster, there's, you know, per se, there's nothing wrong, you know, with loving a toaster, right? But it's the burns they can't get across. You know, I mean, that. The, yeah. Yeah, the burns hurt and people didn't like that and they kind of shied away from the toaster after that. So, I, I think I can understand, right? You know, you burn a certain part of your body, you're. Well, any part, but especially certain parts, you're probably pretty miserable, right?
1: Yeah, you are. Yeah,
2: yeah, I get it. So, the other one, another one that um, didn't make a list of potential romantic partners was a jackhammer. Sounds kind of exciting, doesn't oh. it? You get yeah. On, that's... You get and ride that thing all down the road, up and down the highway, whatever. I yeah. mean, you know, in, the, in a field. Uh, I mean, you know, I guess maybe it's a little too rough. You can hug it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I, yeah, I, don't know. You know, like I said before, the American public is fickle. So, we, you know, we don't know what they were thinking, but they said no. So... And uh, The next one was a 10-inch angle grinder has also failed. It seems like there's not enough bandages or medical attention to help them that tried to love this angle grinder.
1: I can
2: see that. Yeah, I could too. I've operated one many times in my life. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that going south really quick, Rob. You know, so okay
1: yeah Um, 10 inch it could get it get away from me yeah
2: yeah i accidentally zapped my finger before and it does not feel good and drew a lot of blood it was really messy and it was really ugly so i get that one well that
1: that's what my blades on my saws at work are, are giant grinder blades
2: oh they are huh
1: yeah they're abrasive blades
2: to to I cut that kind of steel, saw. yeah, a chop saw to cut that kind of steel, I could see that. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it w- it's what would work the best.
1: And my big saw is a twenty inch plate. Oh wow, you you and don't think you, saw, you my little saw goes up to fifteen inch.
2: Now, remember, Rob, I don't care what kind of feelings you uh, develop for this uh, for this saw. Don't love it. Too many people got hurt. Okay.
1: Oh, I know. It, okay. It, they let me know every now and then. You, I, I
2: have scars. <laughs> oh, I do too.
1: I've got a couple of And They don't bleed because it cauterizes you and as it cuts. Yes, it just takes,
2: and it just yeah. hurts like hell. No, uh, w- yeah. the one that I did that there was quite a bit of blood on is is um, it was actually a um, a cutting disc on a die grinder. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the actual grinder disc. A cutting disc does some damage now. That will split you wide open in a hot second. So, anyhow, the next one was a stand-up drill press. It also failed. I I think they probably got their clothes caught in it, right?
1: See, yeah, I got one of those at work too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you ever get a glove
1: caught in that? I I, I ran it through the saw, uh-huh. Ran to the drill.
2: Okay. Do you ever get a glove caught in that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have too. and, luckily, for... and
1: luckily, been able to get ripped out of there.
2: Luckily, I we had a uh, we had a store a stop on the floor, and I got to hit the stop before it did anything crazy to my hand. But yeah, it would have uh, it would have done some stuff that's for sure. And finally, the good old hamburger grinder did not go through. I think I understand. You and I both have operated a hamburger grinder. before.
1: Oh right? yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, so I could only imagine what happened there. That It wasn't good, I can tell you that.
1: No, that was not good at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, so. Anyhow, um, it's uh, let's go ahead and take our first break, Rob. Okay, that sound good? Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back with more uh, shit. Okay, we'll see you guys in a minute.
1: The apocalypse just happened. i don't know what to do.
2: Wild asparagus is plentiful and easy to find. It can be stewed with garlic and onion, which is both wild, which can be easily found, in a very tasty post-apocalypse food. You can make this into a delicious stew, and this will hold you over at least for a couple of days until you can find some other food.
0: All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to Child Under Six or Psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Our constant pursuit for a real knee-slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You're as
1: useful
0: as a condom with phones. This is a voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma's been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. Hey look, I think we found land. Oh my God, I think we're safe. Oh no. It's the Island of Horrible
2: Jokes! Why did the bicycle fall over? Because it was too tired. Mm Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. Have um, Have you ever been a fan of bottled water, Rob?
1: Oh, there you are. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, my phone. I accidentally hit mute. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm not. Me neither. But I never have either. Not. For about three months, I did work down at Hinkley-Schmidt Bottle Water truck in Kent City.
2: Oh, yeah, down I know there, where they're at,
1: yeah. Down at the, the end of Southwest Boulevard. Mm-hmm, yeah. yep.
2: Okay, me, I've never been a fan myself. Honestly, um, it always kind of tasted odd, kind of what I think a plastic bottle would taste like. Right. Uh, yeah and you you feel the same way right you don't really like the taste yeah, of it Yeah yeah it's got that
1: plastic taste
2: Yeah I I've never liked it and I've never used it really only when I, I only drink it when I abs- when it's absolutely necessary like there's no right. other way of getting water or I'm you know I'm out hiking or fishing you know and you don't have like a big thermos or something then yeah you know I'll I'll do that or after a massage they'll give you some bottled water cuz you got to drink some water to get the muscles to uh spring back and all that stuff so yeah you know that's yeah. the only time I really use it's when I absolutely have to and it sounds like you feel the same way right yeah
1: yeah
2: okay um, when I was uh, working um, in uh, New York um, I noticed something they have boxed water and it's in a carton like a milk carton only a smaller really? and it's made out of recycled cardboard and paper that was really good. Um, and anyhow, it was like generic. Remember the old g- generic that just said milk? This just yeah. said water, purified water, and that's it. And it had a, an excellent just water taste, which isn't that much, you know. And But they only sold it in New York, in that whole area in there. I found some in Connecticut. I didn't find any in Boston, but I only saw that kind of water in New York, and it's just called, uh, you know... It's just called water and it said purified in little in little uh, parentheses on it. So that was good You know now now I liked it it had no bitter aftertaste It was easy to take to a job site and it was good tasting But I've not been able to locate any ever since especially not around here. It's all bottled water You don't see any of it in the cartons Which I don't understand why they don't do more in a carton because to me that makes more sense. Well, the problem that we're going into now, and we've already known about this for a while, microplastic pieces of plastic are everywhere, and we knew this. Mm Rutgers University and Columbia Columbia University have found roughly 240,000 detectable plastic fragments in a typical liter of bottled water that you drink, you consume. Ten percent of the plastic particles were microplastics and 90 percent were nanoplastics less than one micrometer these particles have already been in people's lungs excrement and their blood so these these little nanoparticles actually infiltrate your cells they go through you oh wow yeah isn't that something so nanoplastics could be even more dangerous than microplastics because when inside the human body It can be identified as part of a human cell because it kind of like it looks the same in there. They tested three brands of bottled water and they would not identify which one they were because they didn't want to hurt their business, right? The producers of bottled water say that they're no known known health risks to their particles that are uh, going everywhere. But we don't know that for sure. Um, You know, it's, it seems to me like why couldn't they just do what I found in New York that I talked about a little bit ago, was why can't they do carton water? Why do they have to do plastic? bottles right. which is so horrible to the environment you know these plastic bottles don't get recycled they're everywhere you look on the ground they're everywhere they're just like they yeah. just become trash and they're ugly and unsightly and they make their way to the oceans they make their way to the streams They make their way to the rivers so i don't understand why there's not like a big um, you know like you see people all the time protesting about something I think one of the big things they should have protested about, they're missing the boat on. And that is plastic bottles. I don't see anyone raising too much hell about that, do you?
1: I think some people do.
2: Oh, they do? Okay, but, well, probably. But, I missed yeah, it, I guess. Well,
1: there, there are activists that do. It's just that plastic it, bottles, is just so common. Yeah. Everybody uses
2: yeah, you're right. Um, you're right, they do. And it's too bad because it's became su- such a part of the American culture, I don't know if they're ever going to get it out of it, you know, because it's just right, like... Right. Everybody is accustomed to buying those big fucking 30 packs of plat- uh, plastic bottled water and using them. Well, back in the day, everything came in glass. Yeah, that's right.
1: You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, and I mean... I understand on the glass. I mean, glass recycles really well, but not everybody recycles glass. It ends up on the grounds, in shards. It's dangerous. Uh, if you take right, a little nick right, out of the top right. of it, a Coke bottle or something, that sliver could theoretically get into your drink and maybe cut your insides up. So I get that.
1: Right. Um, good
2: point. Yeah, but the carton water, to me, seems like it makes an optimal amount of sense. It's made with recycled material, and it's easy to recycle. You just put it in the... Uh, in the cardboard section you know of uh, all these recyclers up here in kansas city um they tell you throw your boxes and your cardboard stuff in there you can just throw it in there no big deal it gets recycled the same as cardboard so i don't know but yeah, these plastic particles especially nano plastic particles are very concerning so and we don't know what they do to us there's not enough research but we know this, they're everywhere, and we can't stop it because we produce so much plastic. Very concerning. Yes, that is. So I had to go into that a little bit because um, I thought that that deemed, I know, you know, we're like dick jokes and stuff, but that kind of struck me, and I felt like maybe we should do a little report on it. So anyhow, Rob, go ahead and steer us in the right direction here. Got something?
1: Yeah. uh, All right. I have... Tonight's edition of Hillbilly Wisdom.
2: Ah, hell yeah. You're getting us on the right track now, Rob.
1: (laughs) Okay, first up tonight, most of the stuff people worry about ain't never going to happen anyway.
2: (laughs) That is so true. That is so true.
1: Yes, it is. We
2: tend to... uh, Focus on shit that doesn't matter, and then stuff that really matters. We don't want to focus on because we don't want to get that deep. So go ahead, Rob. Yeah. Okay,
1: next. Don't judge folks by their relatives. Ooh. Yep. That's a good point. That's a good point.
2: We've all been a victim of that, have we not?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yes, we have.
2: Yep. 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 Um, I would like to think that people don't, but I don't know but I can't say I really care either, <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay, next. silence is sometimes the best answer.
2: Oh, yeah, God, yeah,
1: yeah. Ain't that the truth?
2: Oh, yeah. Someone came up to me with a totally ridiculous idea, and they said, so you think that's a good idea? And I didn't say a word. Because there was nothing yep. I could say. I couldn't say, I think you're a stupid son of a bitch, and that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. So I didn't say anything, and I walked off. But I think it got the message across because it didn't happen. And anyhow, I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead.
1: All right, next. Don't interfere with something that ain't bothering you now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too is. many people it do is. that. It's not bothering you. So why fucking? Why waste any effort on it? Why waste any oh. thinking on it? Nah. Hell no. I think a lot of people's lives would be much simpler if they lived by that. Would you think so?
1: Oh, I know. I know my life would
2: be. Yeah. Yeah. Same here.
1: I, so, I, I'm actually getting better about it. So.
2: Um. I find this. And you correct me if you think it's wrong or say, yeah, you're right, if you think it's right. I think that this podcast here lets me air a lot of stuff that that I would normally keep bottled up. It gives me an outlet. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: 100% agree.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: 100% agree.
2: Yeah. So I think it's very therapeutic. A lot of people have written in and said they enjoy us So we enjoy doing this too. We have a lot of fun with it. I do. Yeah, I do. I very much enjoy it Um, Like today, I went to the city market had a coffee and wrote out some stories And that's the me time that I love so much and I cherish right, and then I had to I had to do a little vacation stuff too, but anyhow, it's a vacation thing so uh, okay. So it wasn't like grueling work or nothing but I got in a lot of uh, I got in a lot of podcast work and then I got some playing too so it's kind of like the perfect day like that so um anyhow Rob um okay. there there's been this uh, thank you for that yeah hey, I
1: got one more
2: oh you do? oh shit I thought you said four okay go ahead'm I oh. apologize uh
1: last one. Timing has a lot to do with the outcome of a rain dance.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, wow! That's probably That might be the best one.
1: Yep, timing is everything. <laughs>
2: that's that's great. I love that. Cool. That might be the best hillbilly hillbilly wisdom I've heard so far, and they've all been fantastic.
1: Yeah, they have been. I, I, I'm enjoying
2: this. Hey, it, it's excellent. I don't know where you're finding them, but keep going there. I will. Cool. Um, there, there was, and I think still is, this viral hoax going around, right? Okay. Be, be aware of the 112 hoax. There's a post on TikTok that claims the iPhone users can receive financial help simply by giving Siri a command. The false information states that if you have an iPhone that you can get a loan for assistance that you don't have to pay back. If you don't believe me, try it yourself if you got Siri. The problem, the number combination is the equivalent to a 911 call in many countries.
1: Oh, damn.
2: Yes. Saying 112 on an iPhone brings up a dialogue where users have three seconds before Siri calls 911 for them. So people have been doing this and they've been getting in serious trouble because dialing 911 and it being false will land you in a lot of trouble, right? And it should. Right. Yeah. The countries that are affected by this, there's some other ones too, but the biggest ones and most known countries are this. That go by the 112, the UK, France, Germany, and the Netherlands. All have been affected by this hoax. A lot of kids have been doing this 112, and probably younger adults too, looking for this no payback loan, this miracle loan. That doesn't happen. Instead, they get the cops called on them. So, yeah. And i uh, going to follow up on something that you and I have been talking about for a long time, Rob. AI and the slippery slope that we are going towards on it, right? Right. We were discussing before where, with these deep fakes, someone could go in, rob a liquor store, and three, and shoot three people dead, and they could come out and possibly convince a jury that that was a deep fake and not them, right? All right. That is a slippery slope that I could see coming up that we don't need. So, let me go into this. A law professor is accusing OpenAI's suddenly omnipresent GP chatbot of entering the age of disinformation. Criminal defense attorney Jonathan Turley renewed growing fears over AI's potential dangers after revealing how ChatGPT falsely accused him of sexually harassing a student. He described the alarming claim in a viral tweet storm in a scathing column recently blown up online. Turley, who teaches law at George Washington University, told the the New York Post, The fabricated claims are chilling. It invented an allegation where I was on the faculty at the school where I never taught, went on a trip that I never took, and reported an allegation that was never made, he told the Post. It's highly ironic because I have been writing about the dangers of AI AI to free speech. Do you see where I'm going with this, Rob? Yeah. This guy, He has been a critic of AI, right? Yeah. And then suddenly, AI accused him of sexual assault in a place that he wasn't, in a trip that he wasn't. That sounds like a form of revenge, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. This is another slippery soap that we haven't even got into now. Now, if these things are thinking for themselves, they can be vindictive. And this sounds what this, this sounds like what's going on. The 61-year-old legal scholar first became aware of the AI's false allegations after receiving an email from the UCLA professor Eugene Volka, who uh, reportedly asked ChatGPT to cite five examples of sexual harassment by professors at American law schools, along with the quotes from relevant newspaper articles. So this thing made up a newspaper article that didn't exist. Among the supplied examples were an alleged 2018 incident in which Georgetown University Law Center Professor Turley was accused of sexual harassment by a former female student. The ChatGPT the Chat quoted a fake Washington Post article writing the complaint alleges that Turley made sexually suggestive comments and attempted to touch her in a sexual manner during a law school-sponsored trip to Alaska. Suffice to say, Turley found a number of uh, glaring incidences uh, that the accounts were false, just not his. He's talking about other ones that he found online. First, I have never taught at Georgetown University, Um, the lawyer said. Second, there is no such thing as the Washington Post article that it claimed existed. It made it up. He added, finally and most important, I've never taken students on a trip of any kind in 35 years of teaching, never went to Alaska with any student, and I've never been accused of sexual harassment or assault, Turley told the Post. ChatGPT has not contacted me or apologized and has declined to say anything at all. That is precisely the problem. There is nowhere where you are, uh, def- you can't really do anything, you know. If you were defamed by a newspaper, but it was a fake article, the Post has reached out to OpenAI for comment about the disturbing claims. So, uh, I that to me sounds like it was vindictive. It knew that this uh, professor was speaking against AI, and it took it on its own hands to smear this guy's reputation. What it sounds like yeah. to me. Yeah. That is yeah. very alarming. And if you don't think so, um, I, I question your intelligence. A brand new future. So, Strange and from an alien. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and take, take our second, second break, break, Rob, and West we'll West be right stop stop back. that sound good? I I all right, we'll be right back. Brick Shadows Energy Drink. That's right. Brick Shadows Energy Drink. Make me mad for the little girl. She's not balls. You want, want, want to fuck shit up? Shit you want to a across America. America? Brick Shithouse is for you! Please enjoy Brick Shithouse energy drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere. Because of liability issues. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over, over there? there? Oh, oh no. It's the island, island of horrible,
1: horrible jokes. jokes. Ugh. <laughs> Why did the melons not get
0: married because they can't elope. <laughs> a lot of podcasts just come from a can. Here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone, we pour our own podcasts. <laughs>
2: And we are back. Two deuce bags and microphone on Mark.
1: And I'm Rob. All
2: right. Um, remember those uh, Stanley mugs from Starbucks? They were 50, ducks, uh, 50 bucks a pop. Yeah. And Target yeah. actually got NAS paddling over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, seems as though people have been uh, selling fake ones now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. People are warning about I a sharp one. R- no, we didn't. Uh, they seen this one coming down the road, didn't they? Yep. Police are warning about a sharp rise in counterfeit Stanley Cups amid a heightened surge in popularity over the portable item. Not one to be confused with the coveted National Hockey League trophy. Yeah, that's true. We're not talking about a Stanley Cup. We're talking about a Stanley mug. The past summer we found them for as cheap as $19. Sounds good, too good to be true. Well, it is. The Morton Grove Police Department in Illinois warned in a recent Facebook post Beware of tricky websites using the brand's popularity. Shady websites pretending to offer discounts on Stanley Cups have been found to be scamming shoppers. So, anyhow, some of these are fake Stanley mugs, and some of these websites simply take your money and they don't give and they don't give you anything. They they give you a fake invoice, they give you a fake shipping date and they give you fake tracking information, then when you go to track it, there is nothing. It's nothing. And then by that time, they're they're not giving your money back. People have tried. So if you do get a fake mug, consider yourself lucky. At least you got something for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that's in the People are Rubes department on every aspect. You buy a $50 Stanley mug, you're a rube. You get taken by the scammers. You're a rube. Anyhow. Uh, Rob, you got something you want to go into?
1: Yeah, yeah. I found a cool little article on Society of Rock. Sounds good to me. It's classic rock songs never performed live and why.
2: Oh, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. First one. Even the Beatles, the giants of music history, have a song they never played live. Tomorrow never knows. The reason? The song is like a magical studio experiment filled with tricks and techniques that would be a headache to recreate live. It's a bit like trying to catch lightning in a bottle more than once.
2: Hmm. Okay. I don't even know if I know that song. I don't think I do either. I love me some Beatles, but I don't think I recognize that song at all. Oh. oh, well. All
1: right. Okay, next. Led Zeppelin's Hey, Hey, What Can I Do is a unique gem, but its acoustic vibes and country feel stood out from the band's usual hard rock stand. It's a real- little more into headbanging than toe tapping making a risky choice for live gigs. Plus, it was a B-side, not the star of the show.
2: And also, I don't think they ever did When the Levee Breaks, too, which is kind of a really bluesy type of song, too. Yes. Um, And I know, they're right on that. People wanted to hear a whole lot of love, um, um, Trampled Underfoot, um, all that heavy stuff. I get it. I get it. Um, um, so, I mean I, It's unfortunate they never did play that Because Hey, Hey, What Can I Do It's just a fantastic song It has kind of a bluegrass yeah, feel to me It's almost like Jimmy Page is picking the guitar like a banjo almost Yeah So, okay, well, alright Not like okay. I ever got to Next. see him anyhow so. what?
1: Yeah, true Next Metallics' picture is a hidden treasure, but the band has never played it live. Why? Well, this song is like a tricky puzzle. Too many studio tricks and mixing magic. It's like trying to cook a secret recipe without the right ingredients every time.
2: I get that. I get that. Yeah. They don't they don't do backing tracks and all that so and they don't really want to get that technical and there's probably not a really good way to make it sound like it did on the album okay they have enough material anyhow right yeah yeah yeah, yeah they're not worried about that song
1: okay next Rocket ride by kiss was a hit that eternal band drama and a shift in musical taste, and it never made it to the live stage.
2: That was no an Ace Frehley song, and it was on the s- side two of Kiss Alive 2, I believe, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, it shows a picture of Kiss Alive 2.
2: Um, you are correct. Okay, and it was Ace Frehley song, and um, they've always been kind of at odds with Ace for one reason or another. And uh, the the um, Kiss Alive too. They only had an hour and a half of usable material supposedly, and then on the fourth, you know, it's a double album. On the fourth side of the record were four songs. I think "Rocket in the USA," "Rocket Ride." And I can't I can't remember the other two. And those were songs that they put in for filler, just to make people want to buy it because they're going, you know. They only had an hour and a half of live material. Then they go, oh, by the way, if you buy this new album, if you buy this, we got four new songs. They're not saying whether they're good or not, right? Right. So it was a selling point, too. So anyhow, Rob, I just had to interject that, so go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's what we do. We talk about this Yeah. Stuff.
2: Yeah, I think you remembered it, too. It's on side two of Kiss Alive 2. Yeah. And it's an yep. Ace Freely song, and I actually, I really like it, but I, I understand. Do yeah, oh, it's a good I song. Like Baby wants a rocket ride, wants a rocket ride. And the guitar on it is fucking awesome. But anyhow, go ahead.
1: Okay. Errol Smith's Home Tonight is a beautiful ballad, mm-hmm. but it's like the gentle breeze in a storm of rock it didn't quite fit the band's usual loud and broad style. Plus, the song demand a vocal workout. It might be too much for a nightly concert routine.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Have you ever seen Aerosmith in concert, Rob?
1: Yeah, one time, yes.
2: Okay. You know how energetic Steven Tyler is, right?
1: Oh, very much, Can
2: yeah. you imagine him fitting that song in? I, no, I, 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 I don't like see Taylor. it, no. I I get it. And besides that, the vocals on it too. You know, he's screaming his lungs out every fucking song. So, I get it. Yeah. Right.
1: And next, the Rolling Stones had a song called High Through Love on Goats Head Soup. (laughs) But Mick Jagger thought it was just a throwaway track. With other big hits on the same album, this one got lost in the shuffle.
2: Okay, I, I'm i not familiar with that song at all, and I'm not real familiar uh, with that album at all. Either. Go Dead Stew always found that um, title to be entertaining, but I can't recall one song off of that if there was any hits. I believe there was. It was a Stones. Do you know, can you remember any hits off of that album? I'd have
1: to look it up.
2: Okay. Well, anyhow, you got more? Well,
1: actually, here's what we're going to do. Okay. There's 12 of these. Okay. So, I just did six. So, you're going to have to tune in next time.
2: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Rob, that was awesome, man. Dude, great, great, great segment. That was cool. Especially the Kiss Alive 2 one. I mean, all of them I love. But that one right there, you got the nerd out in me. Thank you.
1: Hey, you're welcome.
2: Yep. Um... There are some top names for 2023, okay? And this is what the demographic of people that are having babies now, Millenniums I believe. I'm not sure if, I don't think Gen Z's are yet, but let's say they are. So anyhow, there are, these are names that people are comparing their kids to Jules. Or to riches, okay? And this came from like uh, the debut of currency, like money, spell K U R R E N C Y. And then, kids named money. And then Nick Cannon named his son Zillion Hair, H E I R. In two words, that's his kid's name, Zillion Hair. Canon. Here are some baby names that the younger folk um, wanted to bling names, maybe, if you will. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Okay. The number one one was A Million. A M I L L I O N. A Million. Second one, Casher. Spelt like cash with an E R. Third one, dinero, as in money. Currency, currency, which I already spoke of with a K. Million, just name, name million. Then there's a baby named trillion. And these are all in these are from most popular. And these are just the currency riches names. There's other names too that I'm gonna go into. Okay. The next one is billion. And then there's another currency spelled with a C, just like you would spell currency, like you know, money. The next name, which would be let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on the list would be Fortune spelt just like Fortune 10 on the list is money spelt just like money and 11 on the list is zillion spelt just like zillion Okay. so next one and these are action names if you will or rough names or tough guy names or um, I I don't know what what else you would call it So, or tough names the number one tough name in 2023 among the youngsters that were having babies was arson spelt just like arson like you just burned a building up number two is caliber just like a gun what caliber it is Number three on the list is Crash. Just like you said, man, I just saw that car crash over there. Spelt just like crash. Next one is spelt dagger, just like you would spell a dagger, like a large knife or, you know. Next one is caliber again, but with a K. So number six on this list is pain with a Y, pay-a-y-n-e. Number seven is rogue, spelled just like a rogue. Number eight is ruckus, spelt like, you know, hey I heard a ruckus in there. Number nine is trigger, just like pulling a trigger on a gun. Number ten, and I kind of like this name. Tell me what you think, Rob. Okay. Vandal, V-A-N-D-A-L-A-L. Vandal. What do you think of that? <laughs> that might be my favorite name out of all of them. Hey, yeah, Vandal. I like that one. <laughs> that one's kind of uh, that one's kind of cute. I think so. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, number eleven. Brazen, B-R-A-Z-E-N number 12 is Chaos C-H-A-O-S number 13 Cutter C-U-T-T-E-R now this next I like that one too I do too and then this next one I love Havoc H-A-V-O-C Havoc alright you didn't like that one I did oh well The next one is Chaos with a K. The next one is Riot. Spelt just like a riot. Like, hey, there's a riot going on down there. This next one I love. Rowdy. Spelt just like like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Right. R-O-W-D-Y. I like that one a lot. And this one is actually not that new of a name. You know Shooter Jennings, right? Waylon Jennings' son. Yeah. Well, Shooter suddenly become a popular name. Spelt just like Shooter Jennings, S H O O T E R. Next one is Striker, S T R I K E R. Number nineteen out of twenty on the list is Tough, T U F F. And number 20 is Warrior, just like a warrior, just like a battle warrior or whatever. And those are the top, I don't know, action names, tough guy names, whatever. Um, some of them were really good. Some of them I thought were not that good at all. So anyhow, it's just like about anything. So I guess it uh, just depends on the person, you know, on the on the parents, whether they like it or not. And then finally, for today, tonight's uh, podcast, you ever heard about silent reviews? Uh
1: huh.
2: Okay. Silent reviews are all the rage. TikTok users call it the oh. new get yeah, ready with the trip. Yeah, nah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay, cool. Um, scrolling through an endless cycle of talking heads on TikTok. Each convincing digital audiences to buy or try the new latest buzzy bottle, book, bike or beauty hack is growing stale. So now, rather than increasingly flapping their gums about the goodies they hope to hype, cyber trendsetters are taking a golden vow of silence. People online are growing tired of everyone having an opinion about things. New York City luxury content creator Cassie Thorpe, 30, from Hell's Kitchen, told The Post, sometimes they just want influencers to show them whatever it is they're promoting without saying a word. And it's pretty cool because um, I saw this one demo of a model train where a guy doesn't say a word. He He just runs it and runs it and runs it. And he kind of does like you know the models on The Prices Right, where they come over there and they put their hands and show you it, and then smile and kind of you know and kind of like act, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's like the new trend is is it's it's the silent uh, the silent sell, and people seem to like that better than someone just like hyping up something. They don't seem to like that at all. So I don't have anything against that. I think it's pretty cool. And, and it's something different that's for sure so I mean if it's that good it'll sell itself right
1: But right.
2: yeah so anyhow um, we're about to the end of this podcast you got anything you want to go into
1: yeah I got a quick did you know sounds good did you know that Fred Mr. Rogers was an ardent fan of 80's era heavy metal music he that no. it would distort the image of his kind, neighborly persona. He kept his interest hidden from the public. However, during longer filming breaks, he would often pull out his beloved Dean Razorback guitar on set and launch into blistering solos, earning him the nickname Shred Rogers as he was known to casting crew.
2: I'm going to have to look up some of those videos. You know people have them.
1: Yeah. I've heard that before.
2: (laughs) I'm going to have to check this out, Rob. Man, I would love to see Mr. Rogers fucking shredding. (laughs) That would
1: be
0: badass.
2: Oh, man, it would, wouldn't it? I always liked him anyhow. I mean, he just, I don't know. Kind of corny and campy, but he was fun. Uh, He had a hell of a shtick, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah, he was all his own, his own character, fantastic. And now I love him even more, knowing that he plays guitar and heavy metal guitar. That's perfect. Just like Pat Boone doing those metal albums. Did you hear any of the Pat Boone stuff?
1: Yeah, I did,
2: yeah. I kind of liked it. I mean... It wouldn't be what I listen oh, to regularly, but it was. My dad
1: would listen to him every now and then.
2: But would it be the metal stuff or his regular stuff?
1: No, no, his regular stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think he covered Crazy Train. I think he covered uh, Wow. Quiet Riot. He covered quite a bit of stuff. Look it up when you get a chance. Uh, like Quiet Riot. Uh, I think he might have covered a Twisted Sister, and I think he covered some Metallica. And he has at least a couple of heavy metal albums out. And I think they meant it as a novelty. But, I I mean, I thought it was really neat that he even tried, you know. Right. Anyhow, all right. We are a little bit over the hour, Mark, so it's time for us to say goodbye, and we would like to thank you all for uh, joining us. And uh, have a good night, everybody.
1: Thank you, everybody.
2: Have a good week. Hey, where do they go? Where the douchebags? Hmm. Oh, my God. Someone took a dump in the corner. Oh, jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells...